1: Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it any time or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands.
2: Approval not guarantee. Restrictions apply. See store for details.
3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky Live here in New York City, the home of Thursday Night Football this evening. It's December 22nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, your um, ability to reference, place yourself, and talk about movies is admirable. Do you think you can do that with the way Peter does with football history? Is that your parallel on your side of the table? You think I I was here. I was in this seat. It was this day. It was this. Yeah,
3: I remember summer 1991. I went to go see Point Break, and the next weekend I went to go see Terminator 2. It was at the Hawthorne Movie Theater. I remember like I had spree. Spree was my candy. I had just chewy sprees and popcorns. I just catalog all those movies by years and things like that. '94 was a banger year, but Peter '94 was also a fantastic football season.
5: 75th anniversary. I could tell you exactly where it was for the Dan Marino fake spike. I could tell you uh, where Junior Seau was when he had the big. Tackle. You want to give us
6: any Merton Hanks? Merton
5: Hanks, we are in the Hello! At all?
6: This was not discussed in the break. No. No. This was, was straight at totally the top. Like, this is amazing.
3: 94, we're doing Shawshank, we're doing Pulp Fiction, we're doing Forrest Gump. Independence Day came out, what, what summer? That was summer 96. Okay. Not summer 96. I remember where it was for that one. Yeah. They blew up the White House. We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> we're going to survive. We will achieve our... Lead block! There we go, lead block. Is I that what they say independence in the or something? Lead block, here yeah. we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> NFC
4: playoff picture. That was unbelievable. <laughs> what a skill. What a joy that is in a commercial useless, break. Dude. You know what else? Is useless
5: use NFC. I wish I playoff could do it picture. with math and with finance. No.
4: no. You could do it with math with playoff percentages. Wait till you hear the BS I'm about to say about Marky <laughs> <laughs> And how you can parallel it to a soundtrack from a movie. Uh got a ton of playoff contenders this week. You got the six seed Giants going to Minnesota to take on a two seed Vikings team. They're lucky to be there. Uh, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, formerly the Baltimore Ravens, now with the Giants weighing in on Vikings head coach in his first year, Kevin O'Connell.
6: you got to keep the the gumball spinning. Uh, Kevin does a great job calling the offense. I said it's unfair. You know, I'm the blue-collar guy going against Harry Styles. (laughs) You know, pretty good-looking young guy, so... Uh, But I I really like Kevin. I think he's done a great job of not only calling the offense, but the entire team.
4: Yeah, you got to keep that gumball spinning as a blue-collar guy (laughs) against Harry Styles. What?! It's fantastic. There's a lot of matchups with playoff implications this holiday weekend. I bet Wink Martindale could get down with some movie references and when they he can, probably, can. probably oh, he can. could, yeah. right? If he's pulling out Harry Styles in a yeah. press oh, conference, yeah. listen. Absolutely.
3: Nobody is a bigger fan of, of Wink than P. Shraggs. you has been talking about Wink for years. What I do you think of your guy? Yeah,
5: Wink, that's hilarious. When Jamie's when, right. It's all about the delivery. It's the way mm, he looks, yeah. the, the uh, mullet, everything. Uh, Harry Styles. <laughs> you're like, do you know Harry Styles? I'm like, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> yeah.
3: All <laughs> right. Oh, that's I wonder awesome. if he knows the meaning of that song. <laughs> hey,
4: right. I bet he does. It looks like high stakes asking that question. Let's talk, let's talk uh, a situation here. You get to pick player, team, coach, yeah. whatever the combination. Who has the highest stakes this weekend in a matchup in Week 16? Kyle, you get to go first.
3: Oh, man. All right. I'm going to go for some big, big, big bad mothers mm. or bad blokes. Um, I'm not sure the Cowboys can win this game if Micah Parsons doesn't have a game. Mm. And are you familiar? I know we are at the table. Are you familiar here at home with the matchup that we are going to have in Eagles-Cowboys? And I don't care about any of those receivers or any of those quarterbacks. I'm talking the big tackle, Jordan Milad, of the Eagles and the star pass rusher, Micah Parsons, of the Dallas Cowboys. let just get the hell into it right now. Um, I want these two going at it. I want them spot-shadowed. I would watch an entire Red Zone-style t- uh, network that is just... The two of them going at it. I like it. With all the stars on the field, all the receivers, all the A.J. Browns seating up. I don't care. I want the big tackle from Australia versus the pass rusher from Pennsylvania. (laughs) You want to see what we're dealing with here? Bring up the tail of the tape. Bring the damn bell. This is the fight of this game. Eagles-Cowboys, let's go. Jordan on the left. Going 25 and 23. 6'8 versus 6'3. Three. 385 oh. versus 245. Mm. Guys, the masses we got a hundred and forty-pound difference there. My Lotta fighting out of Australia, New South Wales. Bankstown, baby. Bankstown! Harrisburg PA. Mm. And then we got special skills, my lot of rugby. Michael Parsons, a very accomplished high school wrestler, did not wrestle at Penn State, but he was wrecking shot back in high school. Guys, you don't see a lot of um, Australia versus America rivalries. You got to go back, and here's the rugby.
1: Look this is sort of my lotta.
3: Um, just this, this, this was his day job back in the day. All right. <laughs> I wish we had Micah Parsons in a singlet, <laughs> but we don't. This we, is before Milo had ever picked up a pigskin. He never oh played God. football, and someone said, that guy might be good in the NFL. Let's get him in the International Player Pathway Program. six guys to bring him down. Six guys. And it may take six guys to, to, to stop Micah Parsons, though. Um, here's the deal. I look at this as a United States versus Australia rivalry, and we don't have a lot of history. Those are our mates right down there, okay? But... 87 Masters: Jack Nicklaus versus Greg Norman, the shock. Vern Lundquist, yes, sir. I'm going to put that down as a victory for the United States. (laughs) Keith Urban somehow penetrating the classically United States genre of country music. Victory, Australia. Miley Cyrus, young gal, brought up in Tennessee, marries a bloke named Liam Hemsworth. Divorced. Whose victory is that? (laughs) Draw. That's a draw. (laughs) That's a draw. I, I was going to call it for the Hemsworth boy. But Cyrus is killing it. So I feel like maybe it's it's a split decision to Cyrus. Mm -hmm. We will settle it in Eagles Cowboys. Mm My Lada Parsons, ding 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 ding. I want Cyrus ringside, I want Keith Herbert ringside. (laughs) I want to find Greg Norman. If you give him $100 million of illicitly do funded it. money, he'll, do, he'll it. do it. Anybody who wants to be there. Let's do live football for one thing, and Norman <laughs> will show up in a shark hat. Um, that's what I want. My lot of Parsons. The USA versus the Aussies. That's my match. <laughs> that's that's
6: it, right. Versus the Aussies.
3: Yeah. F- follow that up. Go. Jason, yeah. what do you think of, oh, yeah. of uh, This Please. game is going to come
6: Back down to us.
3: I, I, now I that's can't. a noise. <laughs> Very subtle metaphor from Paul Hogan back there in the day. You got that one, but look at this thing. Amazing. That's a knife. a knife. Jeez. Well, that a knife. In the '80s, they weren't messing around. Jason, no. talk Bengals Patriots. No. I, can't,
6: I can't get on, on to over Cincinnati. It. Yeah. yeah. Hey. On to Cincinnati. I can't get over people standing in front of Jordan Mailata attempting to tackle him six without guys. any equipment on. Six eight, three eighty-five. There's there's no way they don't pay enough money to do that. But yes, I am going to try to transition this and talk about the New England Patriots hosting the Cincinnati. Bengals. They have a ton on the line, high stakes. This is an organization that over the last 20 years, you expect them to win. You expect them to be in the playoffs. You expect them to do great things. But it's just been a mountain of frustration this season for the New England Patriots. You can go all the way back to the summer. Who's the offensive coordinator? Who's calling the plays? Bailey Zappi gets in. Yep. Mac Jones is no longer a good player. And we've watched the frustrations happen on the sideline. We've seen Mac yelling, explicit words, all types of things throughout the season. We've seen other guys frustrated and for them now you're hosting a red hot Cincinnati Bengals team and the playoffs opportunity for New England is hanging in the balance. They're holding on by a thread. They're being asked in the media, to the veterans, how do you hold this team together? How do you get guys from not tearing each other apart and Mm -hmm. being blaming this guy, blaming that guy? So much is on the line for them right now. And it all came to a head last week. You watched a punt get blocked. You watched different things blowing timeouts down in the red zone. And then obviously it ended with this play. The probably most frustrating moment in New England Patriots history of seeing this throwback Chandler Jones stiff arm. Matt and running it in for a touchdown oh. so for the New England Patriots there's a ton on the line extremely high stakes and I'm here for it I'm tuned in I want to see mm-hmm. how they show up Christmas Eve night. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing game. Can I pose this question to Jason and I talked about this they're 7-7 seven seven. they
7: have
3: three really difficult games they need to win this game if it's 13-3 to at halftime and Mac is not playing well and can't move the ball do you look to Bailey Zappi?
6: I don't believe so. No. I believe, I believe they believe. That win this game. He, yeah, but I think they believe that Mac is the answer for them. He's the better quarterback. That's
3: that why they've been, been doing team. squat. He was terrible in that game. The offense was awful against the Ravens. How
6: was Bailey Zappi the last time we saw him? He wasn't a great Bears. Bears. It was not okay. great. That's, That's your answer. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it.
5: Baltimore's got a weird vibe going on, too. The Ravens were cruising. They were looking like the AFC North champions. They had a big multi-game lead over the Bengals. Lamar goes down. And their offense has completely sputtered completely sputtered to the point where they went into Cleveland on national TV and everyone was like, what is that? Mm. And it's not just the play of the quarterback. We know Tyler Huntley's had up and down games and he did find a way to pull out a victory two weeks ago. It's also the play calling. And this week in Baltimore, the haters were out and the Mm. haters are not for John Harbaugh. They're not for Brett Hunt. They're not for Tyler Huntley. They're not for they for the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. Ooh. Everyone wants Roman out in Baltimore, and yet Harbaugh's got his guys back. And this weekend against Atlanta, it is a must-win for the Ravens. And here's what John Harbaugh had to say about the Greg Roman criticism in the local media market in Baltimore. Even in terms of coaches, have you guys talked about changing roles as far as uh, different responsibilities as amongst the coaches staff? Mm-hmm. We're
6: not getting we're not we're all that. I mean... I mean, you guys can talk about all that, and I respect that. You know, I love the fans talking about everything they can talk about. We're together, man. We're a team. We're in here. We're spending all of our time getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons with every ounce of energy and fiber we got, with a bunch of very, very good people at what they do, you know, who understand everything about our team better than anybody else possibly could. And we're getting ready to play the game. So all of this stuff, we don't have time for that. You know, as Coach Belichick said, we're on to – now we're on to Atlanta,
5: Onto Atlanta, but the offense needs to get going. Ravens offense, the last five games, look at this, last in points per game, 27th in passing, zero touchdowns from the wide receivers, mm. zero. Five games. Right. And red zone efficiency. And, and the crazy thing is what Ravens fans are most upset about is second half of, of the loss to Cleveland. Roman inexplicably abandons the run completely. No J.K. Dobbins. No Gus right. Edwards. My biggest matchup is Greg Roman versus the haters because now the the Sharks are out there. Yeah. How do you stay focused and in your pocket and say, I just got to call my game and not start listening to the local talk radio and not start listening to what the local columnists are saying and to not look around and see the fans booing you if things don't go well. I'm telling you, Ravens fans are about to explode if this offense comes out sputtering. I'm fascinated to see. Look, we don't know if Lamar's going. We don't know if Tyler Huntley's going. It might be uh, anthony brown it might be might be brett hunley who's a mm. fourth quarterback like we don't know yet in baltimore and yet all eyes are on this baltimore team because they're still in a position to make mm. the playoffs mm. greg roman versus the haters that's what i'm looking at
4: mm. i remember a couple weeks ago when we did mm. the gmfb wrapped and we had the topics that we all like to talk about a lot and peters is always like uh, the coordinators and i really he knows like all of the sure. movie references yeah. Yeah. and like you got yep. you like to go to patriots mm-hmm. like Mine had a parenting reference thing. I'm going to go parenting right now. What do you got? I oftentimes am the last person in our document to answer the questions because I have the youngest kids at the table. Bedtime is an absolute disaster at my house. Oh my I'm attempting something that really shouldn't be done, which is attempting to have the two, the three-and-a-half-year-old and the one-and-a-half-year-old sleep in the same room. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's desperate. How's it going? I'm desperate mm. times oh, at my no. house right now. So I get to the document last night. I got to pick a matchup with the highest stakes. And I'm like, they guys already took all the best answers. Yeah, I'm sure. desperate for something good, and I found this game. The Packers and the Dolphins are desperate now. I feel one with the Packers and the Dolphins. Aaron Rodgers, he's got to figure something out. Green Bay in general, they got to figure something out. Offensively, defensively, pick a part of the game and the Packers are desperate. The Dolphins, though, they might have them beat. I don't know what is happening. They looked better against Buffalo. But two losses in California in some nice weather. Then they have all the narrative coming up with the heaters and the weather. Now you get to play at home. You get to host a team that is just reeks of desperation. My (laughs) God. I feel one with Tua Tungavella. I feel one with Aaron Rodgers. Both of these teams need something in a bad way. They need sleep. They need to figure it out, and they need answers to a lot of questions that have to do with the next three weeks, but also the next three months and years for both of these organizations. Mm. High stakes means desperation, and that's where I'm going with, with these two teams.
3: Unbelievable. Yeah. Man. you got to just break glass in case of emergency. Just have them sleep in Mommy and Daddy's bed every night. That always ends well, right? That's the ultimate. right? right?
4: cannot, because who wakes up at 5 a.m.? i got to go. See ya. See ya, Sam. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? 5 a.m.? That was
3: generous. Yeah, right? That's true. Have fun with that, Sam. That's true. More like 3 a.m. Desperate Desperate
4: times, guys. Desperate times. Come Mommy,
0: Daddy's bed. (laughs) Right to the psychiatrist's couch. (laughs) Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G Advanced Network Solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
1: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more.
4: time for Throwdown Thursday. Let's go. Let's look at this AFC playoff picture, shall we? It's something we can't stop looking at because it's enlightening. Jets and Jaguars working at the 9 and 10 seeds. If the Jaguars win out, they would win the AFC South Division. They would overtake where the Titans sit right now at 7 and 7 and host a playoff game. But a win for either team tonight obviously would go a long way in a fight for a playoff berth. A little bit harder for the Jets in the AFC East. But let's go to our first throwdown. Who will have the bigger impact tonight? Mm. Is it Trevor Lawrence Look at that. or Sauce Gardner? Trevor Lawrence, the faces of the two units, offense or defense. Trevor Lawrence, Hi-ya. Sauce Gardner. Jason, you're up first.
6: Man, that hair on Trevor lawrence It's great. I'm, I'm so, so jealous.
4: Almost convincing. Yeah,
6: I have no shot. But I am going on the other side, hair and all, with Sauce Gardner and mm. his Jets defense. Yes, Kyle mentioned earlier in our show they haven't had an interception since the Chicago Bears with Trevor Simeon, but this defense is really good against the pass. not giving up a ton of plays, and a lot of it is because Sauce Gardner and his running mate on the other side, DJ Reed. These guys have been fantastic this season of defending against other team's top receivers. So Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, they're going to have their hands full with those two. And as I'm mentioning cornerbacks in this game, I have to mention Tyson Campbell on the other side for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The second year guy out of Georgia has played really well, doesn't get a ton of credit, but he's been balling. So you know me, the DB position, mm-hmm. I love to watch it. I'll be watching all of these guys tonight.
5: I thought uh, you know, it was very cool to see Sauce Gardner be voted to the Pro Bowl in his first NFL season. It shows great respect. I loved his team Teammate. You mentioned him, DJ Reed. DJ Reed comes over from the Seahawks. Big free agent contract has been awesome. DJ Reed's tweet last night, man, dot dot dot. I still don't get the respect despite my play on the field. Oh. Did not make the Pro Bowl. Ooh. Probably should have made the Ooh. ball. I think that the Jets defensive backs are going to put the clamps on these Jaguars receivers tonight. I think these Jaguars receivers have been an awesome story. I called them the expendables earlier this week because in Christian Kirk and in Zay Jones and in Marvin Jones and in Jamal Agnew, we'd seen these guys in all different places and they have found a home in Jacksonville and are gelling and are playing as well as any wide receivers group in the entire league. And I think the Jets' defense is going to come through tonight. I think it happens up front, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a tough night in the rain. You mentioned it earlier. Lawrence, not a guy who's played in a lot of elements. Lawrence played in Philadelphia week four. It was rainy, slipping ball all over the place. Yep. I think DJ and Sauce are going to be the ones who come out on top. I'm going with the Jets' defensive backs, mm. and not just Sauce Gardner. DJ, I should have been a pro bowler, Reed. You're getting the respect on this show.
3: I love his game. If they win this game, we may need a full casting of Expendables and Jags receivers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Which one's Randy Couture? like, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, Dolph shows up. Jean-Claude shows up. Yes, they all show up. They're all there. Um, I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I, you know, Sauce it would be a big deal tonight if they weren't the Expendables. If they showed up with a Justin Jefferson mm. on the Vikings or a, a Devonte, And you'd be like, okay, there's your matchup. But I think it's Lawrence. Um, it'd be really exciting if in the next few weeks Trevor Lawrence kept uh, ascending. And it was like, okay, we got our Mahomes and Allen and Burrow. Hold on. Trevor Lawrence is saying, what's up in the AFC? Like, I'm not going anywhere for a while. To do that, you need to win big games. You need to win nationally televised games or nationally streamed games, whatever we say. (laughs) Uh, If you win against the Jets tonight and you're like, you're challenging to be towards January now with Jaguars football, I think it's him. And the X's and O's, I think he's got to make Some big throws. I don't care what the conditions are. I don't think the Jaguars running game is taking over this game. I think they're gonna lose or win on the shoulders of the blonde guy with the hair out of the back. I think it's Lawrence Sauce. It may (laughs) not go to him much. He looks like a He-Man figure. I'm into (laughs) that. DJ Reed do anything for you? (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking we're be talking Peter, about you're it. talking. I mean, you're, you're a passionate take about it. it should be in the Pro Bowl. Who's ta- who are you taking off the Pro Bowl list? if you putting them on? You have to say that. Yeah, I did, I don't. I don't want to go there. I know. Do I? Do I? Trevor Lawrence. What do you think? Okay.
4: Bigger impact. Bigger impact. Trevor Lawrence. I'm gonna go there too. Uh, I, I started the day talking about the Jags' run game, and I think while well, you you believe Kyle that you said the run game isn't gonna be what they win it by. Mm. I think Trevor Lawrence takes a hold of the playbook. He goes to Doug Peterson. I feel like these two are really becoming in sync together, and I. Know Know what it takes to win. This is going to be Trevor Lawrence tonight, going into this game. Nasty weather. Yep. I got to put my hair in a ponytail. I gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta. I know he should do that. Put in a or braid or it, something. You know, Gets it's real good. messy when it's nasty weather out there. He's going to take ownership. You know, I think Sauce Gardner. He is one of many important pieces to the Jets' defense. Trevor Lawrence is the most important piece to the Jaguars' offense. He is taking ownership of this spot. He is. Uh, Doug Peterson, the impact that those two have had on this offense. Run game or not, but I think Trevor Lawrence is going to say we need it yeah. back. This week, about his buddy Travis Etienne, he said he has that swagger back that he had in college. So I really hope they both do, but I think Trevor Lawrence has the higher impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think he needs his crimper like that I used today. I okay. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. He's a defensive captain in Minnesota. He's coming off a massive performance in the largest comeback win in NFL history. Please welcome to the show friend of the show, Vikings linebacker, Eric. Eric. What's up? What's up? I know listening to that call by Paul Allen puts a smile on your face. Please, let's all go back to Saturday. And I don't just want to talk about the celebration just yet. I want to talk about the locker room at halftime because Nate Burleson was on the call. He said, I don't know what Kevin O'Connell's got to say in this locker room, but he's got to give him something. He's got to give him some fuel for energy for the second half. Please tell us what KOC said to get you guys to a point where you knew you could pull off something like that.
8: I mean, I, th- I think it was just taking taking one uh, one thing at a time. You know, I think the the main thing I got from the locker room was that everybody was a little bit ticked off about how the first half went, and but nobody was like nobody was overly upset, angry. No one pointed fingers. Everybody was just kind of. Had this, this sense of calm about them, like okay, guys, like let, we got to step it up, we got to do something better. You know, me personally, my mom was in the stands, so I don't want to, I don't want to put a put a show on like that for her. So we got to get right.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, Look, mom's there. You got to get the dub, um, even under those circumstances. Eric, you're part of this career now in your in your own career, where like you've kind of seen it all. You're years and years into it. You're the OG, you're the old head, unk. You name it. You've been there for everything, and yet after this game. You looked like you were fighting back tears. You were really emotional. What is it about this season and that day and this team that has you really in your feelings?
8: Yeah, you know, I think that just at this point in my career, I've just come to appreciate, you know, wins like that. And, and, and you know, we obviously won the, won the North with that. And I know that it doesn't come by easy. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to be doing since I was a kid. And I'm living a dream. And just, just to be a part of something special like that was... It was just amazing and I was uh I was just fully in the moment with that
5: We've got a huge game though coming up. It's like we're celebrating this victory, but that was week fifteen. Then you turn the page in week sixteen here comes the New York Giants, and they're playing for their football lives. Their playoffs are very much still up in the air. And you guys are looking at seedings at this point. How do we get the two seed? Where are we going for the one seed? Give us the scouting report on how you go into a game like this. Forget the opponent in particular, but more the mental side of it from the Viking standpoint. Because I think a lot of Giants fans are looking at this like, the Vikings are going to be taking the foot off the pedal. Where are you guys coming at this game?
8: No, there's a lot. There's a lot still at stake, and obviously, like you said, coming off an emotional win, we have to lock back in as a team. Um, obviously, we're talking about it now, but it's been all Giants this whole week. Um, we know that they have they're 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 fighting for the same thing we're fighting for. You know what I mean? Um, to be the best team they can, they can they can be, and you know they got they got the, the tools to do it. Um, everyone's playing their best football late in the season. Everybody's kind of locked in on the game plan. So um, you're always going to get people's best this this time of year.
6: Yeah, and one of the guys who's given his best is on the other side of the ball for you guys, Justin Jefferson. And I said it a week ago, he needs to be in the consideration for MVP. And I know when you're playing with players that great, you get to see them every single day in practice. So they're even more impressive. What's it been like for you standing on that sideline, seeing him go, chasing Randy Moss records, breaking records? How's it been to watch this up close and personal?
8: Uh, it's, it's been special. You know, I feel like since he's got here, he's had this... It's kind of cool um, confidence that, you know, um, nothing's ever too big for him. You know, no moments either too small either. You know, um, he come he shows up every day and um, he has, he's on his own, he's on his own page. You know, he's on his own level. And, and I think he just, I, I was saying at the beginning of this season that I'm really excited to see how this season goes because I know year three, especially for me, um, playing in the NFL, things kind of slowed down and um, it's where I became, you know, I feel like I, I really took that next step in my career. Um, so you know, I, it's no surprise to me
3: how how we're seeing him uh, take off for sure. You mentioned he's got this kind of cool demeanor to him. Eric, has there ever been a larger contrast between a wide receiver and a quarterback in terms of their style, their fashion, their attitude, their approach, their everything? <laughs> we love Cousins here, but that is a massive left turn you have to take to Jefferson to Cousins. What's that like? <laughs>
8: It's great, you know. Um, I love both of them in their own rights. You know, obviously, we know, we know, uh, we know Kirk. You know, dad jokes, uh, all, all the above. Yeah. Um, you know, Kirk chains uh, after the wins, wow. but uh, you know, I don't think that you can really compare the two. To be honest with you, totally different. Um, but everybody's here to work. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's a and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful uh, combination.
4: Absolutely, and they get along just fine when the time is right. Eric, it's Christmas weekend. You mentioned your mom was at the game last week. I assume she's just staying for the stretch. It's the holidays. you got back-to-back home games. Take us inside the Kendricks' house. What's Christmas like? A tradition? Anything that you know you and your family are going to be up to this weekend, besides hosting and beating the Giants, perhaps?
8: Um, I know there's going to be some type of, uh, prime rib. Hopefully. Uh, that's my favorite. Hey, um, Ooh. a nice little, a nice little breakfast Christmas morning. Um, but I mean, you can't forget about the presents, you know, I feel like when I was younger, it was always, uh, you know, opening the presents with my brother and sister. But now as I get older, you know, it's more about giving as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where my life where you know, I'm extremely blessed and, you know, you got to count your blessings. Um, But also, you know, you got to you got to take advantage of the time when you have family around, especially since I'm away from home. Um, you know, it's all about it's all about being around the people you loved and, and, and your loved ones in your life.
4: Absolutely. Eric, we had a teammate of yours on a couple months ago when the Kirko chains thing was really starting to take off. And he mentioned that there was potentially a gift that he was because Kirk was borrowing his yeah. teammates chains in celebration. Are you guys going to give him one of his own? Mm-hmm. When is that happening? What is the requirement to do so? Please enlighten us.
8: Man, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm hoping he gets some type of jewelry uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, like, Kirkle got some money now. You know, he can, mm-hmm. he can, he can go ahead and Talk buy about himself it. a little chain, everyone. <laughs> I mean, he can buy himself a, a couple chains if he wants to, you know.
3: <laughs> uh huh.
4: Yeah, well, he could buy it but he might need some help picking it out let's just say yeah
3: i think think that's fair fair. outback steakhouse gift cards i think
4: yeah yeah (laughs) maybe that's (laughs) better than a motor scooter who knows all right uh eric hendricks we appreciate you so much good luck this weekend man happy holidays merry christmas eric make it a little less stressful for your mom this weekend all right
8: all right
0: merry christmas take care now is the time to accelerate innovation
5: One thing we love about YouTube is you can go down the YouTube wormhole and start seeing all different playoff action from years prior. And I think it's fair to talk about some playoff possibilities today. I have a podcast. It's called The Season with Mm -hmm. Peter Schrager, and I was joined by a special guest to talk about the numbers. It's the man who stands by the big board every Sunday night breaking down the playoff scenarios on NBC. I had Steve Kornacki on the show, and listen to what he had to say about an ultimate playoff long shot entering week 16. Give us your greatest long shot scenario for a team that no one expects to actually make it. That still could.
2: Yeah. Here's the, here it is the most remote playoff possibility. The odds of this happening are (laughs) 0.2%. Okay. So this is, this is the Indianapolis Colts. They are not out of it yet. They are out of the wild. It's not the wild card is out of the question for them. But the AFC South isn't. And here's what the Colts would need to have happen to win the AFC South and get in. They would need to win out, obviously, and that would put them at 7-9-1. and one. Then they would need Tennessee to lose all three of their remaining games. That's Houston, Dallas, Jacksonville. If that happens, Tennessee is 7-10. Indianapolis is ahead of them. Then they would also need Jacksonville to lose to both the Jets and to Houston and then to beat Tennessee the last week and the Jags would land at 7-10 and 10, and then at 7-9-1 and 1, the Colts So it, they just gave up the biggest lead yes. in NFL history this would be the biggest playoff comeback <laughs> in NFL history to get in
5: Kornacki's amazing I urge everyone to listen to the conversation he takes us through his, his world of covering local New Jersey politics to now being the biggest name in elections and now the playoffs he gave us the biggest long shot the Colts at .2% But there are a lot of teams that are under 500 who are still alive and well-ish. Guys, I pose you the question, which playoff long shot, a team under 500 right now, would make the coolest story over the
6: next three weeks of the regular season. Jason, who you got? I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders, and let's go all the way back to the offseason. All we talked about was this division, and the Raiders were a big part of that. They got a brand new head coach. They got a brand new GM. They got a brand new wide receiver, the quarterback's best friend from Fresno State, and these guys are going to be Super Bowl contenders. They're going to take the league by storm, and then the season Season starts. They lose their first three games. They go on to be 2-7 and seven through nine weeks. And they go on a three-game winning streak. But in those losses, they lost to a Jeff Saturday-led Colts who comes straight from the studio at ESPN on to coach the Colts and beats the Raiders in that first game. Three-game winning streak. Then they lose to the Rams. Baker Mayfield straight off the plane, airport, to the game, and he beats them. And then we watched the game this past week versus the New England Patriots. It's just been a rollercoaster storyline after storyline. In between that, Derek Carr gets emotional after a game. For them to make the playoffs and possibly go on a run in the playoffs <laughs> will be just such a great mm-hmm. American story of the trials and the tribulations of a young man as he is going through life, but somehow <laughs> finds his way at the end to make it to the dance. Mm. It would be a great, a beautiful story. They have a 6% Sweet. chance per 6%. Kornacki. 6%. 6% uh, underdog, to say the least. Um, it would be a great
3: story. The greatest story, were, were you listening to Mr. Kornacki? Do you listen to the season with Peter Schrager? It would be the Colts, and you hear... Oh, 0.2%. That's impossible. And you hear, oh, they're starting Nick Foles? They'll do it. I (laughs) I completely, implicitly (laughs) believe that the Colts will do it. There's nothing you can tell me Nick Foles is not capable of. One of the most dazzling, puzzling, bizarre, historic football lives that has ever been lived. Here he is, a game in which Tom Brady broke every quarterback passing record in the Super Bowl and lost. (laughs) To Nick Foles. Do you remember when Nick Foles was on the Chiefs? Do you remember when he was on the Rams? Do you remember he was on the Bears? Kind of. Do you remember when he threw seven touchdowns in one game for the Eagles? He was on the Jaguars last year. He was on the Jags. You're right. I forgot he was on the Jags. Nick Foles uh, is the, the. If you have the the Venn diagram of Has a statue in your likeness and was cut by Jeff Fisher on National Television. It's one one person in the middle of those two cross sections. It's Nick Foles. Uh, The Eagles' teammates made a shrine for him in their locker room. They believed in him that
0: implicitly. We had a shrine on our show. We had a shrine on our show. Well received (laughs) by everyone on set, including Brian Cranston.
3: Every single- Brian Cranston came in here in full (laughs) Heisenberg mode, and he went into the shrine and like had the black hat on it. All of us here at the table were loving it. It was an unbelievable thing. Peter, leave me alone. Um, It's an unbelievable thing. Uh, Nick Foles is all, and I, I believe that he can do this for the Colts. The only thing Nick Foles doesn't have is a nickname, and we'll work on that. But in the meantime, ah,
4: ah, yeah,
3: if he wins with the Colts, he's going to be Mr. Colt or something like that. Mm.
4: Mr. Colt. Something we'll, like a horse. We'll I don't know. Nickname,
3: Jamie, huh? who do you got as the biggest one? You know
4: why I appreciate C. Kornacki is he keeps politics, which can be very gray, into so the black and white, like very numbers. Sure. Best, politics in general. Honestly, football opinions sometimes in general can be very gray. I'm going black and white here. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to take yeah. an entire division. I'm just going to say the NFC South oh, okay. because pick any one of those teams Poor who are Davis. not in the lead right now, and they could, tired of this division, and they could overtake the Buccaneers, who frankly play as if they would like to give away this home playoff game. I was attempting to read, because all three of those teams are sub 500, so I'm just taking the NFC South as my long shot playoff team, because seriously, guys, Kyle nailed it a couple weeks ago. If you can haul it, you can have it. You're going to be
6: lurking for the rest of the season. Did
4: you know that there is this litany of options as to how uh, the league can decide tiebreakers, Mm -hmm. and the 12th tiebreaker atop a division is a coin toss, and please, for the I would just love a Christmas gift of having a coin toss Never to done. decide a division because that's what the NFC South feels like this season.
5: Uh, I'm looking at the playoff odds now per Kornacki. Buccaneers still have a 73% chance. It was 76 okay?
4: and it dropped but the okay. loss to the Buccaneers. 73 But
5: Falcons, Panthers, Saints, all in that like 4% to 20% range, it all changes with a win this weekend. Um, I love this topic. I love these end of the year. Like this team came from nowhere. I think the biggest story on Good Morning Football would be if Aaron Rodgers pulled this rabbit out of his
3: hat. Yeah, sure, absolutely. They
5: went from a 6% chance going into Monday night to a whopping 8% chance to make the playoffs with the win. It meant nothing. It really didn't help them at all. But if they win on Sunday, things get really different because it might come down to a Week 18 game against the Detroit Lions in Lambeau. And if it's Rodgers versus the Lions, a team he's owned his entire career in Lambeau Field for the playoff berth on the line, Oh, baby, you better believe that's on Sunday night, and that's going to be Chris and (laughs) Mike and and Melissa and the whole gang. Uh, This is a huge game. Jamie outlined it earlier this morning. Dolphins-Packers is enormous for both teams. If somehow the Packers win in Miami, we better put that Aaron Rodgers black hat on again because he's coming, Mm. and the NFC doesn't want him in the party. It's wide open still, Especially with Jalen Hurts down for a game or two. Yeah. Don't let Aller- don't let Aaron Rodgers back in the club. I'll oh, close
3: the loop on on the the Breaking Bad. There's a meme where Jesse Pinkman goes. He can't keep getting away with this. And that would be Aaron Rodgers if he makes the playoffs again after this. Was it six percent chance and
6: then eight percent chance? They have an eight percent chance, but if they win against Miami, Ooh, I'll just Pinkman. I'll just Google uh, Nick Foles' nickname Saint Nick. Saint Nick. It's perfect. It's his week. I don't get, I don't get the issue with that. that.
4: Good old job. Download the, the podcast. It's uh,
6: North Pole jokes. This is
4: the here season for miracles Tis for bro. any one of those teams that we just talked about. Playoff hopes. Well, some are still alive and well. Let's also celebrate this. It's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. NFL Network is celebrating with a rematch for the ages. Raiders travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers live in primetime this Christmas Eve. It'll be a holiday classic, December 24th, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network, or you can stream it on NFL Plus.
0: You deserve to treat yourself. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
1: You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it any time. Or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval
2: not guarantee. Restrictions apply. See Store for details. Introducing the first
3: ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at Toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.